Meanwhile, Margaret, mm. his wife, mm. pissed. Bless, bless her heart. She's like, she doesn't even want her picture taken. <laughs> she's, now she's got medals being strewn at her door. Ugh. She's like so unhappy about all of this. She, I don't want this. She's like, I don't want to be a political. I don't uh-uh. like, I just want to chill at home. Yeah. Like, get me out of here. I wanted a husband that was gone for 40 years. Yeah. I got it. I'm happy. <laughs> now I got to go to to Washington. Washington? I don't absolutely think so. not. Like, I'm going to start poisoning some cherries. <laughs> she says she did it. She did it. I'm Trent Thompson. And I'm Marissa Macy. And this is, pardon me, a presidential history podcast. And today we're going to be talking about Zachary Taylor. Old rough and ready. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many jokes. I know. You can make just on that. But, you know, we're going to keep it. Well, he was he was rough. He was rough Uh because he roughed it with his soldiers. He -hmm. wasn't like a just because he was the general. Yeah, he was like, he, he was, was like, a, he was a, so, so. <laughs> and he also dressed kind of rough, apparently. Apparently. Uh, all the sources I had, they were kind of snips, kind of snide about Yeah, that. lots of making fun of how he dressed. Yeah. Um, he apparently wore a big old hat. Right. Yeah. Big old black silk hat. And he, oh, I thought it was like a, a like a big old straw hat. Oh, I don't. <laughs> he might have had a couple hats, but, uh, and his, and his, his. <laughs> He's got a long torso uh-huh. and short legs. Okay. I didn't get that note in my research, but I'm so glad we know that he had a long torso and short I, legs. That's what I only looked at the that's stuff what you, you sent to me. In on. That's what I discerned. Well, it is funny because if you look at the pictures of him, yeah. with knowing that, it yeah. is kind of obvious like okay. how long his torso is compared right. to his legs. Right. Um and so 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 Zachary Taylor is our twelfth president. He's our twelfth president. Um he's president after James K. Polk, mm-hmm. who didn't run for another term because he was like, run. I did my job. Mm-hmm. I'm a one term president. Dun, dun. Um, I got to go home. Known for having a really long torso, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's our longest torso <laughs> president until LBJ. Okay. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> LBJ does seem like he'd have a long torso. Yeah, too. I don't know. We could rank the torsos, but yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. that's for a job for another day. That's. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you. Listened to the flashcard on Texas. Yeah, the annexation of Texas. We talked about him a bit. Yeah, he um, was a he was a pretty important player in the annexation of Texas. Yeah, in the Mexican American War, yeah. he was like the main, was the main guy. guy. Yeah. Uh, so I recommend taking a listen to that because mm-hmm. we won't dive into that with as much depth. We're yeah. just going to talk about. You know, the man, Mm -hmm. the legend that Mm -hmm. is Zachary Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) The man, the torso, Zachary Taylor. (laughs) Um, I laugh because like he, the biography that I read was Mm -hmm. so short. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, there aren't any good biographies on him really. And and I, you know, we read a biography for every president. You got to find something. Did you read the one that was written by... Dwight Eisenhower's son. Yes, so yes. I read a biography written by Dwight Eisenhower's son. Yeah, yeah. And if all else fails, yeah. there is a series of biographies written on every single president. So yeah, it's like a it's like a series, and they're usually you can quite tell. good. It's called the American President series. Yeah, 
but it was like 140 pages. Oh boy. That's all they had to say. <laughs> like I zoomed through it. And and so there's a lot of really interesting tidbits yeah. about this guy. Yeah. But if you don't know anything about him other than old rough and ready Mexican American war, mm-hmm. like you're you're right there with us before yeah. we started researching mm-hmm. Absolutely. this guy. hundred percent. He had a very short presidency, uh-huh. so we get to talk about a fun, well, not fun, a very unfun premature death. Yes. Um, and he had a really long military career. Yeah. And Trent and I are not military historians at all, so <laughs> we're going to be really picking out the the details here that are um, fun and relevant to yeah, yeah. our interests. Well, him being a military person <laughs> yeah. for about 40 years, it's really the only career he had. Yes. Other than, you know, uh, his, his plantations and such, but... Uh, he felt that as a person in the military, he should be willing to serve whoever was the president. And because of that, he did not give his opinions mm-hmm. on politics. Mm-hmm. And he, in fact, he had never voted. Which is wild. And so, but I mean, it makes sense given the context, but like, yes. it's interesting that he becomes president. So, yes. Um, all right. So should we go back? Let's go all the way back. Okay, so Taylor, Zachary Taylor, was born on November 24th, 1784 mm-hmm. in Orange County, Virginia. That's right. Another Virginian Virginia. born. Yeah. Born in Virginia, but only stayed there for a little bit of time. He was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. I'm a year old. We got to go. Yeah, he was like no. a baby when he yeah. left Virginia. Yeah. No, so. he... He, they left because his father served mm-hmm. in the Revolutionary War and uh, received as payment for that a, a piece of land in Kentucky. Yeah. And so they went to go. <clears throat> so they went to go live on that piece of land. Yeah. So that was like in 1785 they mm-hmm. went. So, yeah, mm-hmm. he's a tiny little baby. Um, so he doesn't end up having a very good formal education. Yeah, there's no one out there. Yeah, there. I mean, it's it's the frontier yeah. at this point. His family was a like a prominent Virginia yeah. family, so of course this comes with having enslaved people, oh, working yes. plantations, mm-hmm. just all of that, and that mm-hmm. gets brought into Kentucky mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But Taylor, he has a very different upbringing than his parents mm-hmm. did out on the frontier, very rough and tumble. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, like that, not getting that formal education, really just learning to read and write. Mm -hmm. And his, you know, thinking about the fact that his father was this like American Revolution guy Mm -hmm. and he's out on the frontier, you Mm -hmm. know, military life was something that he aspired to. You know, we've talked about some presidents who kind of like tumble into Mm -hmm. the military because there's not really another option or they do like a brief stint because Mm -hmm. that was just something to do when they're young. Yeah. But he really, you know, he had this like, quote, like fighting spirit in him. Mm -hmm. uh, And he, there were also lots of skirmishes, Mm -hmm. fights with the native peoples Mm -hmm. in Kentucky that he was witnessing and all of that. So it is like very obvious that he's going to go down this path. Mm -hmm. And he first joins the army in 1808 Mm -hmm. at 23 years old. Yeah. Uh, He is, assigned to an infantry regiment Mm -hmm. his first mission out he goes to new orleans and there's Mm -hmm. like this huge mess in this like they're in this like real swampy land it's a huge mess Mm -hmm. and like he just near he nearly dies because of poor sanitation this is like his first yeah (laughs) i'm going out as like this huge military 
project failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he ends up going back to Louisville, uh, Kentucky on leave after mm-hmm. this whole debacle um, outside of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And as he's recovering, he meets Margaret McCall Smith. Yeah. Yeah. She was... There's no pictures of her. There's no pictures of this woman. Now... She, she would refuse in her life to sit for a portrait. Yeah, there's no cameras. Now, <laughs> I when when the... In one of the videos that I watched, they kept cutting to a picture. And I don't know who it was because they very clearly said there's no pictures of her. But it was a woman like with like a modest looking woman drawing with like a little brooch. So I guess that was just like the best memory. I don't know. But she smoked a corncob pipe just like Rachel Jackson. Oh, really? Yeah. She did not want him. Well, skipping ahead. She did not want him to be president. She prayed. She she would lose. She's um, there's not a ton of information about her, yeah. but she sounds like she's a very serious, yes. kind of dour. V- very much. Was she pretty religious also? Very religious. Yeah, I mean, kind of. listen, it's, mm. what are you going to do? In that day and age, I mean, you got to go one way or another. You're and either stir up trouble stir up or trouble, be really religious. Or just get real dour and, I don't know. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so so they get married. There's like I, no information about their courtship. No. I I tried no. to dig and I found no. absolutely nothing. nothing. But they married. Yeah. In June 1810, mm-hmm. Taylor's father gives mm-hmm. him 324 acres of land. Okay. And That's so specific. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's just what I wrote down from my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was, yeah, I guess it was done by. Were you like, saying like me saying it's no, specific no, no. or the, the amount that, that he was that given? He gave them, yeah. But I guess it was just, that's just what it, I mean, my. He wasn't like counting the acres, yeah. like, okay, here's 325. Right, it was right. like, here, you can have this you're area. Right. And it that's how much it was. You're and right. You make a yeah. good point. Yeah, my, my, my condo is, uh, I don't want to brag for the people. <laughs> my condo is 648 square feet. So if I was to say like, I sold. 648 square feet of condo. <laughs> it wouldn't be. Yeah, you're right. You're no, right. it makes sense. It's yeah, like, it no, 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 no. That just happens to be that the size of your condo. just happens to be the size of my condo, ladies. It was probably like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets all he gets all this land, mm-hmm. this 324 acres. Yeah. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next spring, uh, Margaret gives birth to their first daughter. Yeah. So now at 26, he mm-hmm. kind of has three careers going. Yeah. He's a family man. Yeah. He's a planter. Yeah. At his plantation. Mm-hmm. And he's a soldier. Yeah. And so soldiering uh, was kind of always his most important thing, his top yeah. priority. Yeah. And, you know, he's he, he has a military career. Yes. He is a military he's guy. He's a military like, man, yes. And everything from this point forward is mm-hmm. going to be within the context mm-hmm. of that so mm-hmm. now it's 1811 here we go oh oh <laughs> if you're a military man stuff's coming for you right now stuff for you to do this is like if you were a nerd in silicon valley in like 1992 it's like oh i got good news for you get ready yeah. Well, so Ruffin yeah, he, he gets he goes into the military <laughs> uh-huh. or he returns he returns to military duty in 1811. Yeah. And he um 
We have a lot of presidents mm-hmm. that sort of have this like Forrest Gumpness about them, oh, where they're like mm-hmm. l- stumbling into all these mm-hmm. like great mm-hmm. like flashpoints in history, mm-hmm. like important mm-hmm. battles, yeah, yeah, meeting yeah. important people, being there when this thing mm-hmm. was signed, you mm-hmm. know. But Zachary Taylor, mm-hmm. he he just barely misses a lot of this stuff. Oh, he's the opposite. <laughs> he's the of opposite. That. So he barely misses the Battle of Tippecanoe. Um, oh. Which, if you remember the William Henry Harrison episode, mm. is what kind of makes, you know, mm. Harrison popular, even yeah, yeah, though yeah. it wasn't really that great of a victory. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So he misses Tippecanoe, he and then he has this big moment of War of 1812, like yeah. at the very beginning of the war. Yeah. Um, where basically he's supposed to take like 80 men, women, and children to this mm-hmm. fort. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like in kind of where the Indiana territory is yeah. roughly. Yeah. Uh, there's, they come across disease along the way. Mm-hmm. Only 56 make it to this fort. Mm-hmm. And then there's this like unexpected attack from the native Americans. Mm-hmm. Zachary Taylor like holds them off. Yeah. But the, but then the native Americans ruin their livestock and crops on the oh, way out. And yeah. so they're like waiting for food mm-hmm. and they, they survive under, Taylor's leadership yeah. um, by eating underripe corn that had been stored away. So mm. they're just eating like, you know, hard S- corn kernels. Yeah. But not pleasantly. But so he gets praised for how he handles yeah. this whole thing. He's a, and he's a very good leader. Yes. From a, like, especially in a military capacity Absolutely. where it's like, we just need someone to take decisive action. Yes, yes. He's so, very good at like thinking in the moment yes. and uh, on the field. He's very much, I will do it just along with you guys. Too. Right. And, and so, yeah, this ends up being like technically the first victory mm. for the Americans since the beginning of the War of 1812. Okay. So he kind of gets, you know, yeah. his name gets tied in with yeah. that a yeah. little bit. Um, but then kind of this is the beginning of, and and we're not going to go into the details of it because it's mm. like boring and tedious. <laughs> but like he ends up just in summary, yeah, ends up having issues with like promotion, mm-hmm. rank, like getting shuffled around the uh, military, okay. being like maybe honestly in a lot of cases, yeah. one of the more deserving people for mm-hmm. for like a rank up, mm-hmm. um, and then not getting, not getting it, it, and yeah. then having to appeal to get it, yeah. and then like still not getting it or getting mm. something that's not as good. Mm-hmm. And he deals with this for like his entire military very career. frustrating, that kind of thing. Yeah, because he's really like putting in the time mm-hmm. and paying his dues. He's watching people move on ahead of him, stuff like that. Yes. And, yeah. and part of the reason this is so like challenging is because during this period of time mm-hmm. in the U.S. military, mm-hmm. and of course, like, again, we're not really all that interested in military mm-hmm. history so we're probably not speaking to this like super super well so yeah. just like caveat yeah, yeah. Um, but i do know that this was a time where there was a lot of sort of confusing military reorganization so like yeah the rank systems were like iffy and changing yeah. Yeah. and and there was a lot of like question it's, each president was kind of like more military and then the next one would be like less, less military <laughs> yeah so yeah that's kind of the time period that he is like having the bulk of his career yes it just wasn't a good time for no. that to be a career bad timing yeah you know what are you gonna do what are you gonna do i mean well you know in government it's not it's not what you know it's who you know that's mm-hmm. what that's what they say that's what they say that's what they say that's what yeah. 
After mm-hmm. the War of 1812, mm-hmm. he goes home. Mm-hmm. He's farming. He's mm-hmm. taking care of his plantation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's getting bored. Yeah. And then some vacancies for uh, the major rank mm-hmm. came up. Mm-hmm. And he gets offered one. Mm-hmm. He gets offered the rank. Like, back into the military right he goes. Right back in. Right yeah. back in. Yeah. And then around the same time, in, and this is like 1816, Margaret gives birth to their third daughter. So mm-hmm. they have three daughters. And yeah. their third daughter is named Octavia. Mm-hmm. So then for years at this point, he's just kind of doing the thing where you go back and forth between yeah. military duty and home. Yeah. You know, as you do. Yeah. And he, he did all sorts of kind of military stuff. He wasn't always just fighting. Sometimes right. he was just, you know, holding the fort or whatever mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Totally. He did so. all kinds of stuff. And, and uh, building roads. I think he did some road building at one point, too. Apparently, he also helped keep like white people out of mm. Native American lands yeah, yeah. At, at certain points. Yeah. So he kind of was on both that. sides Patrol. of that yeah. battle. In 1820, he goes down to Louisiana. Mm-hmm. His wife and his four daughters now, so he's got four daughters, oh, go down there with him. Yeah. Um, and they stay, the, the, his, his wife and his daughters stay with Margaret's mm-hmm. sister who lives in Louisiana. Mm. So climate... Oh. Real, real rough. You know, yeah. if you've ever been to New Orleans, <laughs> to New Orleans, you know Ooh. how uh, thick the air can be. Yeah, it can be a little, it can be a little warm there. Mm-hmm. So, in July of 1820, Margaret and all four of her daughters come down with malaria. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So then Z- Zachary goes to her bedside from mm. military duty, thinking she's going to die. Yeah. She pulls through, but then the three-year-old Octavia Mm. passes away. Mm -hmm. Zachary returns to duty, and Mm -hmm. as soon as he returns, he finds out the youngest daughter, the baby, baby. had also died. So now they've lost two of their daughter, four daughters. Yeah. He kind of blames himself for this a little bit, kind of this like always moving around and family having to come with him um, and bring them down to Louisiana where, where the conditions were like really rough. Mm -hmm. He vowed kind of at this point to never let his daughters marry like a military guy. Well, that's good to know. I'm sure they followed that direction. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) We know how girls are. We know how girls are. Always listening to their daddies. Always. Especially when it comes to what kind of people to date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. My daddy doesn't like guys like you. I have to say no, sir. And I close the door. I bid you adieu. I bid you adieu. <laughs> and then they go back upstairs. <laughs> yeah. That's. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to take a moment to talk like a little bit about Margaret as much as we can. His Is wife. Margaret the wife? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yes. 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 She went by Peggy. She went by Peggy as well. Um, which Peggy being short for Margaret is just astounding is. to me. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Kept I, me up all night last night. You didn't know this before? No, I did know this before, but then I'm reminded and You're I'm like, why? It. Yeah. Why is it? Where does the P come from? The only letters that are in it are the G and the E. Yeah. Peg. And then Peg becomes Margaret. Peggy. It's I like know Peggy. It doesn't really. Well, I don't know either. Where's that P come from? Where does it it's, come from? There's probably a story, but if you know, please write in and like put me out of my misery. Okay, <laughs> they have a pretty good marriage. They like yeah. each other. You know, it seemed good. Seemed good because you know they're from really similar backgrounds. Yeah, she also was like you know came from 
mm-hmm. a prominent family who were, went to Kentucky like mm-hmm. so many families did. Mm-hmm. Um, they would end up having five daughters. Yeah. Uh, and after the malaria mm-hmm. illness that mm-hmm. she has, she's pretty like weak and delicate. Mm-hmm. She would end up having six children she, um, son, total. Right? So she had the five daughters and then one son. Okay. Two, two, right. Two died in the malaria outbreak. So then. Then she had another girl and then she had a son. Four. Yeah. Four would survive till adulthood. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't really know much else about her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, it. there's not much to know about her, but she did have children and we can talk <laughs> about that because we, we are aware of their existence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So from 1820 to 1830, mm-hmm. uh, Zachary Taylor kind of performs like standard duty in the frontier. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get his colonelcy until yeah. 1836. Okay. And that was with extreme effort and applying pressure in yeah. all the right places kind of thing. So he's he's like really and I don't really understand like military ranks, but well, I apparently was just this is about something to start he, talking about military ranks for just a second. You and I, neither mm-hmm. of us mm-hmm. could tell you what's higher, <laughs> colonel, major. I know general's the highest. Yeah, I know yeah. that. I much. do know that. Yeah. And that's really only from doing this podcast. Yeah. And here's the other thing like in different branches, it's different. It's different. Yeah. We don't know what it means, but I guess they do. Yeah. So the idea is like, okay, well, now that I'm being offered a colonelcy, I guess I'll go. Well, I just want to say this yeah. as civilians. Military rank is really confusing. And I apologize to anyone who has served, you know, our country. Yeah. But we just are idiots about this. And we're just dumb. So and we don't understand because we we Mm -hmm. have zero experience with the military. Um, and it, we're just two gays, just that, two gays. that just don't have to think about it unless we're yeah. reading a Zachary Taylor biography and, and just trying to parse out like, okay, it. is this a good yeah. rank? And yeah. also, I'm sure the ranks have changed. Probably. Since 1830s. Yeah, I mean, at least a little bit. Okay, well, let's move on from this. I think we said, I think we said, I think we, we, we said what we need to say and we're, you know, clear in an unclear we're really way. It's like playing like military mm-hmm. chicken with ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so in 1832, 1832, uh, Sarah, mm-hmm. his daughter, mm-hmm. who is 18 years old, mm-hmm. she ends up in a very intense romantic situation mm-hmm. with a man mm-hmm. whose name is mm-hmm. Jefferson Davis. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. She married a man who has the same name as the man who became the president of the Confederacy. Well, huh? Trent, yeah. turns out, uh-huh. it is that guy. Well, that can't be right. Uh-huh. Because he's a military man, and she told her daddy she wouldn't oh. marry a military well, man. you see, she really <laughs> loved him, so she made an exception. So she made an exception? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, daddy, Zachary Taylor, was not excited about this marriage. And he, mm-hmm. he said, basically, he said, there's no life. It's no life. Mm-hmm. To be married to a military man. I, yeah. I hardly know my children. And right. he didn't want that for her. He wanted right. better for her. Yeah. And you know Yo, what will really boy. spice up, <sighs> you know, a courtship is a little bit of forbiddenness. Oh, boy. So. Uh, well, Jefferson Davis already mm-hmm. bad boy. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he's eight years older. Yeah. Okay. She's 18. <clears throat> At the time, he's known as a responsible young man yeah, on the sure. up and up. They planned to marry right but obviously mm-hmm. zachary taylor was like 
<laughs> not on my watch. No, I don't think so. So there was like, like literal like animosity between Jefferson oh, really? Davis and Zachary Taylor. Like wow. they were not like it was not like all like oh yes, but behind you know we know this isn't going to happen, right? It was yeah. like it was very much like get out of my house. This is like, horrible. Yeah, yeah, not a good vibe. Yeah. So they meet in secret, Sarah mm-hmm. and and Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And then um, he ends up, Jefferson Davis ends up heading out on a series of assignments that kind of keep him occupied Mm -hmm. for about two years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what a great time for things to cool off, thinks Zachary Taylor. Yeah. (laughs) Well. No, Zachary. mm -mm. I got bad news for you. That's not how that works. Yeah. Absence (sighs) makes the heart grow fonder in this case. That's exactly right. Yeah. So then in 1835, mm-hmm. Davis resigns as an officer in the army. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, he's not a military guy anymore. He's not a military anymore. Well. But Zachary Taylor was still like, no, nah, I still don't like this guy. No, yeah. He's not, <laughs> that's not going to change his mind. They married. Of course. They And then they take a steamer down the Mississippi River to mm-hmm. visit Jefferson, David's, uh, Jefferson Davis's brother. Uh-huh. Sarah and Jefferson get malaria. Okay. Sarah dies. Sarah dies. Yeah. And then Jefferson Davis goes into seclusion after this. Yeah. He feels so, a little bit responsible. Yeah. And uh, another daughter dead from malaria. Malaria. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I mean, can only imagine how this is making Zachary Taylor feel. He's Bad. lost his. I mean, he's lost his daughter in this way that he was afraid of he never yeah. got to have the reconciliation he went through this with his other two dogs i mean sounds horrible and, and like at, at her running away with this guy yeah. that he didn't approve of yeah no and then dying and then dying and you know with jefferson i yeah it's it's i mean it's not anyone's fault that she got malaria she got that sick. was just a, a fact of what what happened then of course. and but, but when <clears> anything <throat> tragic happens it's it's rife with people blaming themselves and yeah. blaming others and ifs and thens and all that. Mm-hmm. Ifs and buts. Mm-hmm. Candy nuts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, okay, a few quick fire mentionables in Zachary Taylor's military career because we're good. not going to get into all of the, the fire you know. quickly, yes. Yeah, but uh, he was a big part of the Black Hawk War, mm-hmm. the Second Seminole War in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, he... During his time in Florida, that's when he got the nickname Old Rough and Ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ends up staying in Florida until 1840. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this is where we're going to start coming into some national prominence. Now, yeah. he has just been living his his military mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Okay, he he's met some people along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty apolitical because mm-hmm. he's like a real he takes his military duty mm-hmm. really seriously. Um, he has been, you know. He's been running a plantation. Yeah. There are enslaved people on that plantation. Yes. He's been taking care of his family. He's been going, you know, on and off mm-hmm. duty. He sees these plantations very much as it's just economics. Yes. So he's making profit. Yeah. He's that's what it is all about for him. Yes. Absolutely. So just put a pin in that. <clears throat> yeah. Now, okay, in 1845, mm-hmm. Zachary Taylor receives word from D.C. to amass a small force and head to the western border of Texas. Yep. Now, if you listen to the Texas episode, mm-hmm. you know that there's a lot of disputed mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. There's kind of this 
want from Polk mm-hmm. to uh, for Mexico to just uh, sell their land. We just like to have it. We would just like to have it. Could and you just, just sell it to it? us? We'll pay this really insulting price right, for yeah. it. Yeah. He uh, Taylor ends up in Corpus Christi mm-hmm. with his army, um, and this army becomes mm-hmm. known as Ar- the Army of Occupation. Mm-hmm. And the question is kind of looming right about this location mm-hmm. of where the border is supposed mm-hmm. to be. Um, at this time, they kind of hang out in Corpus Christi Mm -hmm. and he's trying to whip his army into shape. Meanwhile, Polk's trying to get that, you know, sale from Mexico Mm -hmm. of the land. Mm -hmm. So during this time, there's kind of, there's actually a couple really good quotes Mm -hmm. of like about who Zachary Taylor is as a person. Okay. You know, so just to give us like an idea of the man. Mm -hmm. Okay. So first one here, uh, a plain, sensible old gentleman mm. who laughs very much at the excitement in the northern states on account of his position mm. and thinks there is not the remotest possibility of there being any war. So he's oh. out there. Because, kind of, I mean, you think about it. He's been yeah. in military duty for all this yeah. time. He's done tons of stuff where he's yeah. just gone, like, you know, hold up in a fort, yeah. kind of training some guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, I don't know. This probably won't be anything. That won't go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, he is said to be very tired of this country and the duty assigned to him. And mm. it is supposed will return to his plantations on their arrival of the general. So he's kind of like, you know, not mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I'm kind of just ready to go home. Yeah. Like, I just want to give the the picture of like, he's you know, this older. is just another military duty he's out on. Yeah. He's tired. Yeah. I might be looking to retire soon, he says. He's old. He's like 61 years old at this point. A young spring chicken. Yeah. So he's not like, I think we get this idea of Zachary Taylor. Like, this is what I had in my head Mm -hmm. reading the the Polk biography. Mm -hmm. Is like, Zachary Taylor's down there like, yeah, let's fight him. Let's go fight. He's just like, he's actually down there just being like, well, you know, I don't think this is going to like be anything. Yeah. Um, But like, I'll just do what they say, I guess. Yeah. 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 He's just doing yeah. his thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it, it seems he had a much more like crazy, mad Anthony kind of vibe. When yeah. We were setting him from the Pope perspective, but yeah, I, it, he seems like just a military dude, dude, just doing his duty. Yeah. And, uh, it seems like he was a pretty, he wasn't a cruel man. And he was kind of like, we're fighting with the military. We're not fighting with the people who live here kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and so it seems like he was. Yeah. All accounts that I read, at least, yeah. did not paint him with cruelty, at least in the context of his military yeah. career. Yeah. So anyway, they're hanging out in Corpus Christi. And then when Polk doesn't make the sale with Mexico, he receives word to go ahead and hand, head down to the Rio Grande. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is disputed territory. Mm-hmm. And he was told, quote, not to initiate hostilities, but to judge for himself if the Mexicans had initiated hostilities. <laughs> Okay, so he was okay. basically given the choice between war and peace. Yeah. So again, you have a guy down there mm-hmm. who's just like, I'm just here to like do my military thing. Like, and you know, I'm sure he has opinions and stuff about things, but he's not, he's just, he again, he just takes this very seriously mm-hmm. being a military guy and, and like carrying out orders and all that stuff. Yeah. For better or for worse. Mm-hmm. So, the Mexicans then demand that the Americans leave the left bank of the river, mm-hmm. 
tensions start to build at mm. this point. Uh, and then the Mexicans install install a 12-pound cannon. And then Taylor sets up an artillery aimed, like, straight, or sets mm. up artillery aimed straight at them. Yeah. Eventually, the Mexican army sends people over mm-hmm. the river, and boom, hostilities. And now oh, no. he has to start war, essentially. We have to start war. No choice. So this is the thing we talked about last time yeah. about American blood spilt on American mm-hmm. soil. Very mm-hmm. loose definition of that since it's mm-hmm. disputed territory. But then that basically gets taken to Congress. Congress votes yeah. yes on the war. Yes. Um, and then, okay, now we've got a war on our hands. Mm-hmm. And Taylor has a pretty small army. Mm-hmm. It's like 3,000 men. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. conquer Mexico, yeah. which has a population of 7 million people. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have the resources no. to do this. No. And he he kind of just holds his current position. Mm-hmm. And he gets all these random volunteers sent to him from all over the South who are, like, super enthusiastic um, oh. <laughs> and, like, excited to fight, but, like, yeah. are totally untrained. Okay. So he's kind of ends up commanding two armies, like uh-huh. a professional one yeah. and a volunteer one. So the only instructions at the time that he mm-hmm. receives are to, quote, not remain completely on the defensive. Okay. <laughs> you got to give him back a little bit. So it's Punch just back. like so vague, though. Like I, I don't know how much they are giving him permission to just do a thing. I, I think you know? they're just they're doing that thing that like is sort of like we're giving you this instruction that you can kind of interpret on your own and yeah. we're hoping that you just kind of go do war stuff, but then we're yeah. not really held totally yeah. culpable. Um exactly. Like no right. one really gave you that order, so no one higher up is gonna be yeah. like in trouble for that. We don't want to get in trouble for telling you to start a war. <laughs> but we would like a war to start. And so we're going to tell you what we can tell you that we think will yeah. pr- make that happen. They're like, don't be just defensive. Don't just be defensive. So if you've been defensive, you need to be a little bit offensive. <laughs> That's yeah. how I would interpret that yes. rule. Yes. Ugh. So he ends up going inland. He ends up taking the city of Monterey. Mm-hmm. And then the plan coming from Polk now was really just to then occupy any taken territories from Mexico yeah. and let the Mexican army make the next move. Um, hold your ground. Hold your ground, you like, know, like, waiting on, like, if we just hold our ground, yeah. then like, eventually they'll surrender and they'll give us all their land. Like, we're going to hold our ground. <sighs> but first, I want you to run out there and get as much ground as you can and then hold it. <laughs> exactly. Hold from that line. Yeah. Like, get enough to, like, it, for it to be yeah. a bargaining chip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This war is such BS. I hate it. it. Is, I hate this war. It's so much. So not even a... It's... It's so rude of us. It's, it's so rude of, rude of us. Yeah. Mexico didn't do anything. No, they just were sitting there. They were just hanging out. I mean, the, Santa Ana was, like, stirring up, you know, his own political yeah. nightmare stuff. But it wasn't but bothering us. as far as, like, you know... The, all that land it was just, literally just polk being like i think we're just gonna go ahead and try to see how we can get that land i mean it's just it's it. wild to me yeah and like i don't i'm not trying to absolve taylor of any you know i'm sure he committed lots of 
yeah. atrocities within the context of war oh, and he was an enslaver sure. and I'm I'm definitely not trying to downplay, you know, mm -hmm. anything this man did. Mm -hmm. But I will say he truly is just like a military guy yeah. who was just he a whole military career kind of like struggling, mm -hmm. doing his just going about his career he was not a schemer no he was not a schemer is what uh, i'm trying to say uh, and yeah. he, he was de decisive and he um followed orders in a way that mm -hmm. ended up being successful for the u.s government yeah. in this but it is kind of um i don't think it's fair to give him like any credit yeah. for anything <laughs> like other yeah. than you know from a purely military context yeah, yeah. and so he does end up at the Battle of Buena Vista. Mm -hmm. It's a victory for the U.S. and for mm -hmm. Taylor, despite many, you know, deaths on the American side. Yeah. Um, but this is what helps bolster his reputation. Uh, and again, it's a messy, messy, messy battle. Mm -hmm. But he gets some. It gets some brownie points anyway. Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then this is kind of the high point of his career. Mm -hmm. Um. He finally has gotten the credit he wanted, and it's really just because he was in the right place at the right time. It worked out for him finally. Finally. Oh. Okay. So this is this is a fun little story about um, Taylor. Uh -huh. Is that allegedly when he was a little bit farther along in his career, uh, a young private was trying to find him, and he walked into this tent and he saw an old man cleaning a saber. And he said to him, I'll give you a dollar to clean mine, too. And the guy goes, OK, you know, and leaves it. And it turns out that was Zachary Taylor. <laughs> and he had cleaned the saber. And he's like, I'll have the dollar, too. So he was kind of a. Yeah, he was kind of a cool guy. Yeah, I don't want to say cool guy. Cool guy. He was kind he of was like, chill. A, he was he was like, OK, I'll clean the saber for a dollar. Like, he knows, who's he, he okay. knows who he is. He was not um, pompous. No. He was not self-aggrandizing. No. He and and it's so funny because I really had a different vision of him, but mm -hmm. he's really just like some old dude. As far as his physical description, mm -hmm. that was definitely he had a very like weather and torn mm -hmm. face. Mm -hmm. He always wore clothes that were like too big for him because mm -hmm. because it was comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, he he really he looked like a frontiersy kind of guy. Mm -hmm. How does this man uh -huh. that we've just described? Uh -huh. Cleaning a little saber. Cleaning his... In his big clothes. Big old clothes. Just doing his military stuff. Yeah. Become the president of the United yeah, States. Yeah, it's not... There's. It's quick. It's coming quick. Cause it's going to come real fast. He was... So don't blink. This this thing that we were talking about, the Mexican-American War happens under Polk. Yeah. And, and he's and, after Polk. <laughs> so, so let's recap. Yeah. Does... Is, is Zachary Taylor gone to... You know, apprenticed as a lawyer nope. and had a and took the bar. Nope, not no. even a little bit. He okay. I don't believe so he went to college. That he did not go to college. Uh, he never had anything a political career at all. Never Nothing. elected to any, never any ran office. for office. Never yeah. was elected anything. Never yeah. voted. Yeah, we up to this point don't know anything about his yeah. political beliefs. Yeah, he refused to discuss them. Yeah, during the campaign. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> "Look, if." I can't stop people from voting for from voting for me if they must, but I don't feel like it's appropriate for me to state my opinions. So yeah, and, we, uh, we know nothing about this man politically. Uh, okay, so how on earth does he become president? Yeah. I will. I'm now going to tell you. Tell me, please. I don't understand it. Okay, 
He was not aspiring to the presidency either. No. I just want to make that clear. Not at all. So he has this success in the army. Mm-hmm. And now both the Democrats and the Whigs, because remember, Polk's not running again. Mm-hmm. They take notice of him. Yeah. Taylor starts corresponding with a man named John Crittenden. Crittenden? Crittenden? Crittenden. John Crittenden. John Crittenden. It does not roll off the tongue. No. That's why <laughs> so, he wrote letters. Yeah. John Crittenden was a Kentucky senator. Huh? He was known to be something of a kingmaker. Oh, boy. He was very discreet, Uh-oh. loyal, and like a total realist. Yeah. Uh, he knew that the Whigs were like a minority party. Yeah. He was like aware of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he was eager to bring an outsider in mm-hmm. to be the nominee yeah. for 1848. We just need somebody. Yes. So he was thinking either Taylor or Winfield Scott, who mm-hmm. was another general. Mm-hmm. Uh and pretty much as soon as the war breaks out and Taylor's kind of like at the front line of it, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I think Taylor might be my guy. Mm-hmm. And so he starts ginning up support for him behind yeah. closed doors. Yeah. So this is not a case of Taylor being like, hmm, maybe I could use this mm-hmm. leverage to be president. Uh-huh. It's not even on his radar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. OK. Oh, I don't want to skip past Winfield Scott here. Uh, he had a nickname, too. What was his nickname? Old Fuss and Feathers. <laughs> I do not know why. I But we can imagine. Uh, so we have old rough and ready and old fuss and feathers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the election of 1848 mm-hmm. is a huge mess. Mm. Okay. So the political parties are avoiding taking decisive sides mm-hmm. on the question of slavery. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't clean across party lines. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like Democrats were Mm pro-slavery and Whigs were anti-slavery. It was very regional, plus having to do with party. Plus, there were a lot of people who were like, well, we don't want to abolish slavery, but we Mm -hmm. don't want it in the new territories. Because remember, after the Mexican-American War, the U.S. Mm -hmm. doubles in size Mm -hmm. all the way to California. Mm -hmm. There's all this new territory. And this is going to this is like a pressure cooker for what ends up leading to the civil Mm -hmm. war so there are a kind of a weird mix of people who Mm -hmm. end up being for taylor yeah Uh, so crittenden crittenden he gets you know all the support around taylor and you have people like lincoln who's a whig Mm -hmm. you have southern democrats northern democrats Mm -hmm. like people who are not just you know, it's not just across party lines, people yeah. supporting Taylor. Yeah. Now, the fact that Taylor was an enslaver meant that a lot of northern Whigs uh-huh. and kind of the more anti-slavery yes. uh, vote was not keen on him. Yeah. They were not. So so he had people who were in like fierce opposition as mm-hmm. well. But mm-hmm. ultimately, he is seen as a moderate. Yeah. And since he does not, you know, say anything about his political views, really. Yeah. Mm. Um, people can kind of paint what they want yes. onto him. He doesn't give his opinion, so yeah. people can assume that he must follow their opinion. Or they at least hope. Or they're... hope. Yeah. 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 Mm. Oh. But in reality, he just, he really didn't have strong views. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. This is what a man named Holman Hamilton mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. about when Taylor comes home from the war. Okay. The soldier who had won few honors and four decades on active duty, Mm -hmm. became the recipient of honors galore. Mm. Medals of bronze, silver and gold, swords, 
Scabbards, sashes, medallions were showered on him by grateful compatriots. Mm. Popular songs were dedicated to him. Girls strewn flowers in his path. Even more than his victories, the unassuming manner of Zachary Taylor endeared him to American civilians Mm. while enshrining him in the comrades' hearts. Mm. And suddenly, the warrior who never voted became the masses' favorite candidate for Mm. the highest office in the land. Okay. So... That tells you all you need to know. Right time, right place. Right time, right place. Un- unpraised during his military service, and then all of a sudden, look who's the bell of the ball. Girls are strewning flowers in front of him. <laughs> oh, that's the dream. That's the dream. We all want that. So, meanwhile, Margaret, mm. his wife, <sighs> pissed. Bless, bless her heart. She's like, she doesn't even want her picture taken. <laughs> she's, now she's got medals being strewn at her door. Ugh. She's like so unhappy about all of this. I don't want this. She's like, I don't want to be a political. I don't uh-uh. like, I just want to chill at home. Yeah. Like, get me out of here. I wanted a husband that was gone for 40 years. Yeah. I got it. I'm happy. <laughs> now I got to go to, to Washington? Washington. I don't Absolutely think so. Absolutely not. Like, I'm going to start poisoning some cherries. <laughs> she says. She did it. She did it. She mm. prayed. That yeah. someone else would get the nomination, yeah. the Whig nomination. Oh, man. I don't blame her. Yeah. I would, too. Yeah. That's so sad, though, that that's what she had to do. She couldn't just tell her husband, I would prefer you not do this. Yeah. It's not like I'm, oh, it's not like she's standing in the way of his career that he's been working for for 40 years. That's true. By the way, Taylor is not, like, affiliated with any party. So yeah. through the corralling of Crittenden and mm-hmm. his men, he finally declares himself a Whig. Yeah. And then... They have the Whig convention, mm-hmm. which it's not customary for the nominees to be present mm-hmm. at it at this mm-hmm. time. So Zachary Taylor gets the majority on the fourth ballot mm-hmm. at the convention, mm-hmm. beating down poor old Henry Clay, Aww. who sounds like a pill. And I'm glad he was never president. But like, so. you know, whatever. Millard Fillmore gets chosen as his VP, mm-hmm. who was a very experienced politician yeah. and He's not a fan York. of Taylor. Oh, he wasn't a fan no, of Taylor. No. He's a New Yorker, right? Yes. Yeah. He I, was kind of like, okay. Yeah, but I mean, he sent, he's, he and Taylor had not met. They never met. They had never met until they were elected. Taylor didn't like know many people no. in Washington. They had like a correspondence and yeah. Millard Fillmore, um, you know, said that he would help, he dedicated himself to the the ticket or whatever. Yes, but thing. then in practice, he doesn't really. He's not like he a doesn't ally do anything. Of Taylor, but yeah. he's not in. He's not getting in the way. Either. No, 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 no. But yeah. he, he pledges his allegiance, which is what yeah. you of course do. You remember bare when, minimum. I mean, you remember you made me pledge allegiance when we started doing this podcast. Yeah, and we do the pledge every day we before we start recording. Mm-hmm. I put my hand over my heart. <laughs> I put my hand on your heart. You put your hand on my, my heart. heart. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. The official notification to Taylor that he was the nominee was sent by letter. Uh Uh-huh. Oh. (laughs) Taylor uh, was a real frugal guy. Yeah. And told his postmaster not to receive mail that, like, didn't have the postage Mm -hmm. already paid for. Mm Mm-hmm. So he missed the letter telling him he was the nominee. I mean, typical politician crap for them not to pay for the full postage, though. Yeah, I know. That's so funny. It's like you're literally telling this guy that he's the Whig nominee and he didn't pay for the postage. Like, you deserve to have to wait for a response. I mean. Like, okay. That's just poor, you know, form. They're going to get away with it. 
He misses the letter. He's like, I'll out-cheap you. Well, you know, the Whig Party was a minority party, and I'm sure their resources were thin. That's probably what they said. That's what they said. That's what they said. That's what the administrator of the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Listen, he can he can pay for his own postage. This is ridiculous. So no, 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 no. We shouldn't have to pay for the postage for this letter. Yeah. I can see it right now. Nonprofits never changed. Always the same. They've always been this way. So he misses the letter, and all this time goes by before he finally gets word. Yeah. So then in the election, he goes against Democrat Lewis Cass, <laughs> who had both military and actual political, do you realize political quickly, experience. Do you realize that Margaret could have just stolen that letter? Just kept she, he, she someone would have come by on horse eventually and been like, she, hey. Well, yeah, but I mean, she could have like paid for the letter. Oh, I see. Oh, and then. Yeah. I don't know if she was scheming enough to really. She Obviously was too busy not. smoking her corn cob corn pipe. Cob. <laughs> so. This is the election that also had Martin Van Buren running on yes. the third party, the Free Soil Party. Yes. So this is kind of a weird three-way election. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Lewis, Lewis Cass, mm-hmm. right, he had the military and the political experience, but mm-hmm. people really took took to Taylor. Yeah. Um, him being kind of this, like, mm. war hero, even mm. though it's not like... He did any like heroing really yeah. other well, than like, you know, normal war stuff. I yeah. don't know. Like it wasn't the Mexican American war wasn't even a popular war. It, like among the people, yeah. like people were like, what do we do? Wait, what? Like yeah, no yeah. one wanted to be not no one, but a lot of people were against this war. All you have so, to do. I mean, the thing about being a war hero is you have to be brave and have a victory and da, 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 da. And yeah. these are kind of, subjective things Things, and if it's a good story and you know if you're the kind of person who's real like i don't talk about things that it's kind of like a good breeding ground for like stories to build for legends to build totally so they just paint whatever you want they want on this guy because the wig party you know Mm -hmm. i got a bone to pick with them because they did the same thing with william henry harrison they did they were like, here's this guy who's yeah. a military guy, yeah, and yeah. he's and he had a little more political big, experience and a little more yeah, like that, interest in the presidency. That's the uh, playbook of the Whig Party. Yeah, they and, pluck someone from yeah, you know obscurity, ob- obscurity yeah. relatively someone who they can paint a story yeah. onto, and then yeah. they kind of go from there. Yeah. Um. And so he wins Mm -hmm. he wins like 163 electoral votes over Mm -hmm. 123 Mm -hmm. and he carries the popular vote by just over like a hundred thousand i believe Mm -hmm. and so remember this is also with martin van buren involved so you know it's a question of and he got like quite quite a good percentage for a third party run Yeah. yeah um so if you imagine if he hadn't if th- that third party hadn't been there, mm. you know, Taylor may not have won. It's hard because to say. It, you know it, yeah. but so anyway, that is a factor. Yeah. You know, we'll see time and time again whenever there's mm-hmm. an actual like significant third party yeah. involved, it really yeah. changes the elect mm-hmm. the election <laughs> outcome Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. So apparently, when he receives the news, he shows mm. like no emotion at all. Yeah. And he's just like, all right, time to do my next duty. Time to go do my next job. (laughs) Go be president. God, this guy. Yeah. I know. He's just like, it's just like, wow, this guy really just whatever. (sighs) Okay, so now we have a president. There we go. 
Here we go. Congratulations. You did it, buddy. You did it, bud. You didn't even want it. You didn't, you even, didn't know even know you want wanted it. it. Here you are. You, yeah, you got it. So Taylor's daughter, Betty, yeah. marries in 1848. She's the youngest. Okay. She ends up being kind of the ends up. She'll be the main hostess of the White House because yeah. Margaret is like, <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm Mar- not doing that. Margaret was uh, partially disabled. Yeah. And she was a real recluse. And she would host like little knitting parties among her friends upstairs. Upstairs at the White House. In the White House. But she so was she, not. She like she she wasn't completely cut off. She just no. hosted people kind of in the less public way yes and Um, i'm sure people that she was more friendly with not the right people right yeah right whoever that taylor is slow to pick his cabinet Mm -hmm. kind of because he doesn't really know anyone yeah how would he (laughs) so and he also has this idea that he's going to be like staunchly independent Uh because he's not really a whig really yeah but he is in name he so he's like yeah. He comes into office thinking that he'll be able to lead like he did in the military. Right. And that's not how it works. No. In the military, he gives an order and people follow it. That's not and how that's not politics how works. How politics at all. works. No, no, no. So the cabinet gets in gets filled last minute. Mm-hmm. There's not a single national figure in yeah. this cabinet. Yeah. There's no big names. <sighs> and he doesn't really utilize the full power or support of mm-hmm. the party mm-hmm. he's just like yeah i mean i'm gonna make my cabinet and do the president stuff kind and of, uh, you know i have an idea of how i get because to him yeah. he was and i think like this i will concede is frustrating mm-hmm. he did come in with really good intentions mm-hmm. of being like i would like to serve the people yes now that is just not how it works yeah you have to play the party game. Right. It it sucks. It's right. not right. ideal. Should, you know, government work that way? Yeah. No, I yeah. don't think so. But yeah. that's the way that our government is set up is you mm-hmm. have to play the party game. People who yeah. are independents in government mm-hmm. have a very hard time. Yeah. They usually don't get elected. Yeah. Uh, people who go into the presidency yeah. that are trying to serve all mm-hmm. um, usually fail. Uh, because yeah. they are just like John Quincy Adams. Yeah. You know, he he had a really hard time working with Congress mm-hmm. because he was stubborn and yeah. he was like, no, these ideas are good ideas and yeah. these will help the most people. Yeah. Well, that's just not how it works. No. And we saw it with Tyler as mm-hmm. well. John Tyler, he comes in kind of like partyless mm-hmm. and is trying to broker both sides mm-hmm. and compromise and be this moderate. Mm-hmm. Right. And he gets read out mm-hmm. of his party. Well, he had a role you know, terrible personality. So that's a different yeah. story. But um, with with uh, Zachary Taylor, same thing. He comes in. He's like, listen, yeah. I spent my whole life in the military. I'm I have served my country. I want to serve my country here. Yeah, yeah. And and in a way, this is the correct attitude. Mm-hmm. But the party's missing is that in order to do that, you have to play these stupid political yeah, games. Yeah. There's just no way around well, it right. in, in our government and right. in most governments it, like it. For better or for worse. If, I mean, if your plan is I won't be playing any games, then you got to have a strategy other than refusing to play the games because yeah. it's just going to you're just going to have you have to have it, a different game. It's just going to be played yeah. around you that. Totally. Uh, so exactly. And so he, you know, he's not successful he's with not, working with no. Congress going into this inauguration, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Margaret doesn't accompany him initially because she doesn't <laughs> want to go to all the parties and like, ceremonies. She's like, you no. go ahead. You go. 
I will be bitterly unhappy about I, this three mm-hmm. weeks behind you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Prayer is not answered. No. Yeah. She's like, well, Margaret, <laughs> sometimes God answers all prayers and sometimes the answer is no. I'm going to make your husband president. Sorry. There's a lot of funerals that happen. Oh. Oh, like at the beginning of his presidency. Yeah. Because remember, Polk dies like Polk just dies right, right after. away. Yeah. And then Dolly Madison passes away at 81. Oh. Now, fun fact. Oh. It was at her funeral yeah. that he, he, Zachary Taylor, coins the term first lady. Wow. And then it was kind of, people were like, yeah, we like that. And it just is used specifically to describe the wife of the president, not like the hostess of the White House. Now, you and I have used the term first lady like since the beginning of the podcast, yes. but it's not until now, yeah, 1849 now we're yes. in, yeah. that this is like a term that is used to describe this. It's yes. coined by Zachary Taylor. So, so the first first lady to refer to such as such is Dolly Madison. Yeah, which may, totally but makes sense. But at her funeral. Yeah, her funeral. Okay. So he says that and then it it's becomes like- Equivalent of like- America's sweetheart mm-hmm. is America's first lady. Yeah. And then they just start calling all the wives all of presidents them. first lady. I like to think that he was like passive aggressively, like, you know, <laughs> kind of giving shade to his wife. <laughs> now, Dolly Madison, she was a first lady, a first rate lady for this country. Not off knitting somewhere like my. Not praying for not my praying loose for my failure. Lost. Mm, yeah yeah so he in 1849 in the summer Mm -hmm. takes a little tour of the northeast right because i mean like he's been he's been around Mm -hmm. the country because of his military duty but that's an area that that he hasn't he hasn't really had as much experience in so there's all these celebrations and crowds mm. and gatherings. It's so it's always like exhausting well, these fun. things. Yeah. It's fun if you're not, you know, 64 years old and yeah. like, you know, exhausted, exhausted and you know, you've been drinking contaminated water. Wow. Andrew Jackson would have loved it. <laughs> yeah. He gets really sick on this trip. Oh no. Some gastrointestinal stuff. Yeah. But continues forward. Well, and yeah. then yeah, he then Ooh, the illness imagine. gets really bad, like fever, chills. I mean, like he cuts his trip short because of it. He's uh, like extremely ill. Yeah, and then he gets home and he recovers. Okay, home to DC. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So just I'm just teasing a little bit of illness. We here. don't know anything about his drinking habits. I don't know. I didn't hear. I didn't. There was nothing. There was nothing about whether he was a big drinker or not. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm assuming he is drinking some water. Um, Yeah. By the way, definitely go back and listen to the White House Killer episode, which will give so much context on what's happening with. If you've listened to it, you already know what's coming. You know. As far as Taylor's views on slavery as president. Yeah. He did not want slavery to expand, Mm -hmm. but he also did not want to disrupt the union by trying to abolish it. This was a very common political take to have. He maintained that personally he was against it. Meanwhile, he is an enslaver and economically benefits from the institution um, by maintaining its status quo. Mm -hmm. Now, again, we have all this new territory. Yeah. 
there's huge debates going on. Yeah. This is really reaching like a very high point in the drama yeah. uh, in Congress. Yeah. Meanwhile, Taylor instructs his son Richard yeah. to purchase a new plantation uh-huh. off the Mississippi and acquires mm-hmm. 85 to 90 enslaved people. Okay. And it was estimated to bring on a profit of around twenty thousand dollars a year. So wow. he's saying personally he's against the institution of slavery. Yeah. He's like, we shouldn't expand it, but also I don't want to disrupt the union. But also I'm just gonna also yes. like buy more like yes. plantations and slave yes. people. Yes. So he's like it's just like he I, is I I can't doing what benefits him personally profit wise he's like there's, well this is just how i make my money this though, is how so. i make my money and it's not there's no reason for him to be in favor of expanding slavery because he's not intending to go be an enslaver in texas so that doesn't benefit him you know what i mean I yeah think, no I think totally he this man zachary taylor has never been a politician yeah he has never had to reconcile his personal beliefs with another person's personal beliefs right because he's either outranked them or he has been, you know, they have been his wife or child, you mm-hmm, know. So mm-hmm. he doesn't have, he's going to have a lot of hypocrisy. Totally. He's never really totally. examined it. And yep. uh, I, yeah, he's he doesn't want, he he's looking at it as like, well, obviously if, if slavery expands to other states, it's just going to move us closer to war. He doesn't. Right. That's all he's thinking about. That's all he's thinking. Yes. Yes. Totally. Yes, absolutely. No consideration for like the actual, you know, evil of it or the the human rights situation of it. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. Not even crossing his mind. So none of this stuff gets resolved during his presidency as far as what to do with this territory. Mm -hmm. Um, Now... There is because there's this there's not only this big question of whether these new territories should be admitted into the union as free or slave states, Mm -hmm. but there were also pro-slavery factions Mm -hmm. in the government calling for a revision and strengthening of the fugitive slave law. So they also would like for the laws to be stricter Mm -hmm. as far as any enslaved people who have run away Mm -hmm. from a Mm -hmm. state that allows slavery to a free slate state they should be, you know, brought mm-hmm. back. Like, they want the laws to be mm-hmm. more in their favor. So there's yes. all this debate going on. This is going to culminate in the Compromise of 1850, which mm-hmm. we will talk about more, I think, when we talk about Millard Fillmore yeah. um, and Franklin Pierce. Pierce, yeah. Yeah. But, so this is what's going on there. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't get resolved during mm-hmm. his presidency. Yeah, California... Okay. Yeah. 1846. Uh-huh. Okay. It's sparsely populated. It's before uh-huh. his presidency. Yeah. Now, gold gets found in 1848. Woo-hoo. And it wasn't long before, you know, people are a flocking. Oh, yeah. When they find out, pe- when people find out gold is uh, in them, they are her- <laughs> What? <laughs> when people find out there, there's gold in them, the hills, and they, they mosey on out real white, right, right quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, the population booms. Ugh, and so Taylor wants to install a civilian government as soon as possible because it was still under a military government. Yeah. He favored admitting it as a as a state just right away as a free state sure. instead of as a territory. Yeah. 
uh, because it, now it's meeting the population requirement mm-hmm. and we've got the gold rush going on, mm-hmm. uh, which we're our flashcard. Next flashcard will be on the gold rush. Yes. So we'll get all into the fun <laughs> California <laughs> politics and the, uh, what happens with the gold rush. Um, and then he sends an agent out to California mm-hmm. to kind of check things out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have everything they need for statehood. So essentially, California is just like, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and just gonna go do it. we're just going to go and do it. Yeah. Uh, and install a civilian government. So we'll talk more about that next time. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun little combo. But Taylor was like pleased with all of this. He was yeah. like, yes, yes, yes. That's good. Love it. Loving what y'all are doing. Love what y'all are doing over there. Yes. Good job. He's, yes. he's good at, you know, motivating people, I'm sure. <laughs> From afar. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Good job over there. Yes. <laughs> That's how he did it. That's how he was. Love it. No notes. The main thing he does foreign policy wise is something called the Clayton Bulwer Treaty. Hmm. Now, this is his biggest diplomatic accomplishment. Okay. So here's what's going on. Okay. Golden California. Yeah. We want to be able to get to California easily. Yeah. Oh now yeah. overland. Uh-huh. That's how we go now. That's how we go now. But that was not like the fastest, best way to go then. No. No. The best yeah. way to go was you would take a boat. Mm-hmm. to uh i believe nicaragua uh-huh. and then you would go over the land and then uh-huh. you would take a different boat oh okay around and up to california okay. which sounds not no. convenient no, at no, all but boats are faster yeah, well if you're carrying a lot of, a stuff, lot of stuff yeah yeah it is yeah. um and you have to remember there's no like good roads yeah. to california yeah, everything's exactly. a mess the water Already is a road. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or they already know the travel routes of the water. You sure. don't have to build a road. They know Correct. the routes. Yeah. Uh, and if you've got the if you've got a deal where like you got a boat that takes you down to like a little skinny piece of land mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. near the equator, wherever that may be, mm-hmm. and then you can go across that little skinny piece of land, and then you got another boat waiting because yeah. yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. Getting your big old boat. Mm-hmm. Even though mm-hmm. there's a skinny little piece of land, we haven't gotten there yet. That's later, right? No, but then what they what they decide is like, well, wouldn't it be nicer if we could just go by boat the whole way well, and make yes. a canal? Oh yeah, no. So someone, someone's thinking, let's make a canal here. Someone goes in Central America. Hold on, we've got this place, yeah, that we recognize is a skinny little part, yeah. And that's why we use it to run across. Mm-hmm. What if we dug a hole big enough for the boat to go yeah. across? Yeah. And they're like, genius. 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 Let's do it. Well, Let's then Britain this. is like, oh. well, we want in on this. We want to do uh, that. And America's like, no, 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 no. We're going to do that. You're way over there. You don't need any part of this. And so conflict starts brewing. Yeah. And so then Taylor comes in, basically, and uh-huh. there's this treaty that gets negotiated uh-huh. that's like, no one can do that. What? No one can make a canal now. I... Because it was starting, like, it was, like, starting to create, like... I hate that. ...conflict between the two countries. I, and I, if it was allowed to happen, it would have been a military... And it would have potentially escalated into a military conflict. So that's the reasoning behind it. I understand that, but I hate nothing more than it's when it's like, 
you want to do something and then your brother is like, I want to do it too. <laughs> and now no one can do it because yeah. mom doesn't want to deal with it. Right. And I, right. No one gets to have a canal because you and your brother can't get along. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. no canals. No canals. Well, now there is a canal, the Panama Canal. Of course. Which is <clears throat> so in 50, 50 years. Yet. Right. 50 <sighs> years from now, this treaty not from 50 years from from now from <laughs> 2073 50 years from when this treaty I, was signed i will be 93 <laughs> years old do you think not from now <laughs> when, 50 years from this treaty and taylor's presidency yeah the it becomes an issue when they try to build the panama canal the oh, treaty, there's the treaty the treaty. causes an issue. Yeah. Oh, that's dumb. I know. Okay. I would rip that thing up so fast. <laughs> I'd be like, wait, just because these countries couldn't get along 50 years ago? Screw that. Like, <laughs> we have all different fights going right now. Rip, rip, rip. I'd be like Sinead O'Connor with the Pope photo, <laughs> ripping that contract up. This is why I can't be president. Yeah. 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 You'd just yeah. be ripping up treaties. So something about Zachary Taylor uh-huh. that I find kind of funny okay. is that when it came to these like diplomatic relationships, foreign policy, mm-hmm. alliances, all mm-hmm. that, he basically just deferred to George Washington. So he was like, for, for all of his presidential stuff, uh-huh. he was like, well, what did George Washington think? Uh, like, what was his precedent? Okay. okay. And here's why. Because George Washington was president when Zachary Taylor was ages four through 12. Yeah. You have to remember his father was like a revolutionary yeah. war guy. Yeah, yeah. So George Washington's like this big hero to Zachary oh, yeah. Taylor. Oh, my God. And like George Washington was also in in a way a little bit. He wasn't apolitical, but he was mm-hmm. like a general who became president. Yes. And and um. He was he was kind of more moderate Washington, because parties hadn't really formed. Yes. Well, it was a different time. Washington yeah. definitely had a sentiment of like not wanting to be in the fray and right. wanting to be above it all. Yes, yeah. yes. And so Taylor kind of deferred to the Washington precedents, um, which is just funny because it's just kind of like a very basic thing it's like listen well what did george washington do my goodness (laughs) like so much has it's a totally this is like the same argument mm -hmm. of like people who are strict constitutionalists it's like that was written at a specific time looking to george washington for inspiration other than just like how you maybe carry yourself politically is not super relevant because even in 1848 Things are so different from when right, jo- right. Washington was president. Right. It's not the same political sphere. It's I mean, not the same country. It's so goofy to be like deferring to him. <laughs> I think very much though, this is a time in American history when there is this like, oh, we if only we could go back to the good old days is mm-hmm. for the first time. Like mm-hmm. there's been enough time for that to pass. Right. To where there's these people who are like completely misremembering how that time was. But also like Taylor probably doesn't know, you know, Hardly anything about the other presidents. No. No, I'm sure he's... Like, only what he's had to know. Yeah. You know, he's not, like, versed in, like, political theory why, or anything why like learn? that. You've already learned about Washington. Why not learn anymore? Yeah, why learn Just anything else? There. Yeah. I would like to talk about the Golfin scandal. The Golfin scandal. Golfin. G-A-L-P-H-I-N. Golfin. Galfin? Golfin. Maybe it's Galfin. Uh, yeah, no, Galfin. Golfin, Whatever. Galfin. Whatever. Golfin. Right. I was potato, like, Potato, potato. 
No, no dolphins were harmed in okay. this scandal. Okay, it's Galt with a G. Galt. Galt scandal. Or Galfin. Galfin. Anyway. Zach Galifianakis scandal. Exactly. Yes. I want you oh. to go back mm-hmm. 75 years mm-hmm. prior to the Taylor presidency. Mm-hmm. So we're talking like before the American Revolution. Yeah. yeah. A private citizen, George Galfin. Uh-huh. submits a claim to the British crown uh-huh. for his services in the course of land dealings with local Native American tribes in Georgia. This is probably like just terrible, like taking right. lands, we atrocities committed. I don't know the context. Yeah. But basically the British crown honors the claim. So this guy's uh-huh. like saying like, hey, I'm going to need money for this like thing that happened. This land that was taken or whatever. Maybe. Yes. Okay. The British crown's like, okay, yeah, we'll play. We're going to pay the claim. Okay. They promised to reimburse him for his losses. Mm-hmm. Just after they sign that, unrest mm-hmm. against the British crown starts mm-hmm. and the American Revolution is, you know, churning up. Yeah. Then the British say that they're only going to pay out claims to those who stay loyal to the crown. I mean, okay. okay? I understand that. Which didn't include golfing. Uh. So then Georgia then lets the claim go unpaid for years and okay. it just keeps getting deferred and deferred. Okay. Yes. Now, it's 1835 now. A lot of time has passed. A lot of time has passed. The okay. federal government takes over this claim. Why? Georgia just hasn't paid it and it's been deferred and deferred. The state of Georgia. Yes. Okay. And now the federal government's taking over. I think there's just a reorganization okay. of how these things get paid okay. out. Sure. Takes over the claim. They're like, yes, we're going to pay this, but they mm-hmm. don't pay it immediately. Okay. Golfin is now long dead. Uh, yeah. But his descendants have continued to pursue this claim. They still got that hand out. And George Crawford uh-huh. was their lawyer George for the claim. Crawford. Yes. Okay. Who, if you think back to what was that, like 1824 election? Oh, that's that Crawford. I believe that's the okay. same Crawford. Probably. Don't, don't quote, me on quote that. us but, on but this. But he is an important figure in this. Yeah. Who cares? But who cares? <laughs> just follow me on this journey. Okay, I'm on the journey. Boy, we're, this is spanning the years. Yeah. So now, under James K. Polk, mm. this claim finally gets declared valid and is paid mm. forty three thousand dollars. But that is not including the interest. Right. Now, a lot of time has passed. A lot of time. So has this passed. interest is real nice. What? Yeah. Okay. So they don't get the interest. So the heirs, like the people who yeah. his family, yeah. are pushing like, no, no, no. Okay, we got the principal payment, but we're waiting for that interest. Why? What's the interest? You're not. Here? We're not off the. You're not off the hook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You keep fighting. Listen. So now we're in Taylor's presidency. Yeah. Now Crawford is mm-hmm. his Secretary of War. Now he was oh. the lawyer for this family. He's no longer oh. the lawyer for this family, but he's the one who was you know, litigating or whatever yes. lawyers do. Yes. Lawyer stuff. Yeah. For this. Now, he's a secretary of war. Uh-huh. Now, on April 1850, this whole thing comes to a head. Mm-hmm. And the claim for the interest finally gets approved. Okay. The interest payment, like, is $191,000. Crap. So, yeah. like, four times the initial yes. principle. Yes. Yeah. Because so much time had passed. Yeah. Now, Crawford, as the mm-hmm. lawyer, was entitled to half of this claim what i don't know i don't know what was negotiated in the contract but I, or how things worked back then but he was Oof. supposed to get half of that money all right that's not 
So this is a the Secretary of War uh. is now going to be receiving this huge. I mean, this is money at that time. Yeah. So this is like a hundred thousand. A lot of money now. Yeah. Like that's so, a ton of money. I can't, yeah. You can't yeah. even. I don't know. So. <laughs> Crawford's supposed to get all this money, but he's mm. the Secretary of War. Mm. Now this is becoming a scandal. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And what really should have happened is Crawford should have refused the payment because he works for the federal government. But Hell he's like, no, he's like, no, you gotta he, be shitting me. He lawyered for this family for like 15 years yeah. trying to get this claim. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. This claim is from like pre. I would take it too. Yeah. I would be like, Fuck all y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to take this money. God dang. So he's basically like, I'm no, I'm not refusing. I, the I payment. don't care. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't know what, what y'all ca- are going to do, but Crawford's got to be pretty old by this point. I think so. I mean, he that's going to set up his descendants yeah, or whatever. For That's a good, really good amount of money. Yeah. I mean, it was a, like it was like a stupid amount of money back then. Yeah. So then Taylor's just like. What do I what do I do? Like, because now he's getting embroiled in the scandal. Yeah. Enough. So he starts to think, like, maybe I should clear out my cabinet because if he like fires or like, you yeah. know, whatever you do to cabinet members, yeah. uh, fires Crawford, then it's not an issue anymore. The guy can take the yeah. payment. Yeah. He's not like, you know, paying out this huge sum of money to a secretary of war yeah, yeah, yeah. from the federal government, blah, blah, blah. So. All right, now that's what's going on in Taylor's life uh-huh. around July fourth uh, of eighteen fifty. Uh, okay, uh, so he's like staying up all night dealing uh, with the scandal. This is like the last thing that happens in his presidency. Yeah. Because Trent, do you want to tell us what he does on July fourth? Well, I know that on July fourth there was a celebration, and like he, like we all do on celebrations, he had a little treat, <laughs> and it was iced milk and cherries. You know, he had a little snack. A little snack, like we all do. A little fruit. It's summertime, so there's... Hot. Hot. Ice milk is... it's. I think it's like ice cream. But it's it's not as thick. cubes and milk. I don't believe that's true. Okay, I I just thought it was ice cubes. No, I I think it's frozen, kind of like a sherbet-y kind of milk. Oh, I thought he had like ice cubes in his milk. No. Okay. No, we've had this... I knew that you thought that because yeah. you said it before, but I, I, ice milk is like ice cream, but, but I think not, there's like not cream. Got there's it. not thick. Okay, yeah. I see. Okay, this isn't Ben and Jerry's, uh, right? Cherry Garcia going on here. Gotcha. <laughs> now he gets really sick. He gets real sick right after this GI yeah. stuff, and Oof. so do quite a lot of others He's at like, the festivities. Ugh. So by the 6th of July, he's mm. on the up, okay. but little do he know. Little little do, do, <laughs> I meant to say little do we know. Little do but we know. Little does he know. Little does he know. We know. We know this, little. but he did not know this, that yeah. there was an infection spreading inside of him. Oh, It was yeah. getting worse. It was like getting like dire. Like he had like, a, oh, a moment of recovery. He felt better. Yes. But then on July 9th, uh-huh. dead. Wow. Yeah. Heaven fast. Fast. And so- Fillmore, uh-huh. who uh, not really an ally of Taylor, no, he becomes president. Yeah, there's a big funeral, uh-huh. like hundred thousand people show up for the procession. Yeah, um, and then what ends up happening is these conspiracy theories start to yeah. c- bubble up about yeah. it being an assassination. Yeah, 
And apparently Margaret, his wife, like didn't want to believe that like she was she was kind of like someone killed him. Oh, da, 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 da. Really? It was the, like she was so blaming the fact that he was president and it yeah. being in Washington yeah, yeah. and and da 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 da. There was some reason to believe that he was wanted to be assassinated. Well, I think part of it too is like these theories, of course, like built over time. Yes. There was just a lot of partisanism yeah. going on. Yeah. Partisanship. Sorry. Yeah. There was a lot of partisanship going on in Washington. Yeah. Things yeah. were really tense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't even that he was like necessarily like a super hated guy. I think mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, president dies unexpectedly. Yeah. And over the years, thing, things come to a head kind right. of in the 1990s yes. with these conspiracy theories mm-hmm. about him being poisoned. Yes. Um, and so the they someone convinces mm-hmm. the bo- the family of Zachary yeah. Taylor to exhume the body mm-hmm. and test it for mm-hmm. poison. Yeah. And of course, there's no poison. There's no poison. And what Trent and I know and have always known always is that known. it's just contaminated water it's in contaminated Washington. contaminated water in Washington. Yeah. Just That's full it. of feces. Just disgusting. Disgusting Absolutely water. horrible. And he was sick when, and it's not just Washington that had this problem, but Washington's yeah. like, like the White House's water supply mm-hmm. was like straight from real a bad, real bad place. And yeah. the more people are crowded together, the worse. Yeah. And it's also people that are coming from different places congregating in this one place. Yeah. You're having... A diversity of uh, germs. Uh, germs and that's disease. We don't like that. Mm-mm. So and you have to think Taylor is, you know, not that anyone should be regularly drinking this water all the time. But if you've been there for 20 years and, yeah. and you know, you you do develop a mm-hmm. taste for the poop water. Yeah. You know, you can maybe handle it slightly it. better uh, in theory. Um, yeah. But he's also, you know. Newly mm-hmm. a Washington guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he, same with Harrison. Yeah. Right? Like Harrison yeah. just comes to Washington yeah. and he's dead in like a month from the water. Yeah, yeah. You have to think about like, well, Henry Clay didn't die from it. It's like, well, he was sipping on that bit by bit. Oh, yeah. You know, building oh. up an immunity. Yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. Taking it as it comes. Yeah. So the I mean, shock mm-hmm. of it, I'm sure, is not helpful. I, yeah. You know, I, I, you know just I think, a theory. I think that nowadays, we think of it like sickness mm-hmm. as this thing that's like on or off. Yeah. Because we take antibiotics and yeah. da da da. Yeah. But back then, like, I don't know. I, I he's getting older. He's yeah. been through malaria a couple times yeah. and he's stressed out and one thing leads to another and he's just Yeah. He just body yeah. gives out. And like so they don't think that the ice milk and the cherries and the apples really had yeah. anything to do with yeah. him dying. There was some suspicion that the milk might have gone bad. Sure. Or that the, the cherries might have spoiled. But that wouldn't have killed him. No. Like spoiled but, cherries no, or but, like milk that's gone off is not going to kill you. No. It might make you sick. Make you sick. Maybe it did make him a little sick and weaken his immune system, but it was ultimately the, the yeah. water yeah. that would have done it because that's yeah. where all the disease was. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so he's, he's dead mm-hmm. and you know, his papers, mm-hmm. like all of his letters and everything mm-hmm. were destroyed in the civil war. Yeah. Burned in a mansion, um, where his son, Richard Taylor mm-hmm. resided. His son um, served in the, the Confederate army. Yeah. He was a general in the Confederate yeah. army. Yeah. 
So if he, you know, and if Taylor hadn't died, you know, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about the compromise of 1850, mm-hmm. like more. Mm-hmm. But if he hadn't died, it probably wouldn't have become law in the way that it had. Mm-hmm. So even though Taylor was not this like spectacular president, yeah. the fact that he was a moderate and he yeah. was pretty staunchly yeah. against um, expanding slavery. Yeah. He would not have signed it in the way that it was yeah. like. And so there would have been possibly more back and forth. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would have come out differently. But the Compromise of 1850 Mm -hmm. um, being signed into law really accelerates Mm -hmm. the start of the Civil War and is like a huge factor in that. So, um, of course, we can only speculate so much on what things would have been like had he not died. But the two presidents that follow him, Mm. not great. Not great, no. Even worse. Taylor was just kind of like a little bit incompetent and didn't really work well within the context of politics. But he was not... um, and I think possibly by design. He, yeah, he, was he really was trying to, to be moderate in yeah. his yeah. approach. So that's yeah. something. Well, that's that Zachary Taylor. That is Zachary Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much to know. I mean, there really wasn't that much to learn about him. Yeah, there really wasn't. Um, Short presidency. So, eh. A lot of military stuff. Military stuff. So, But there is one thing we can know for sure. Right. Which is. He died of poop in the water. We can also know his... Of course, the other thing that we can know is his astrological sign. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, Zachary Taylor was born on November 24th, mm-hmm. which makes him a Sagittarius. Okay. Okay. Uh, so people born on that date uh, seem to do everything by their personality. They attract others to them, project an aura of youth and charm, and even seem better looking than they are. Hmm. They may seem lightweight, but are actually emotionally and spiritually strong. They are exceptionally intelligent, yet don't need to be identified with it for ego. Okay, yeah. that's fair. That's not like... He wasn't a big ego guy. No. Yeah. And, and he was smart enough, obviously, I, to, you know, have the career he did. Yeah. So, okay, that's fair. I'll allow it. I'll allow well, it. Well, you know, yeah. here's a big... Yeah. Here's one thing I'll say about him. It's, it's not like he wanted to be president. He really didn't. He so, was he was plucked by the Whig Party. Plucked and he took it. And he was he was like a little resistant to it, by the yeah. way. He wasn't like Harrison, who the yeah. Whig Party did the same thing to. He was like, Oh, me, president? Me? Ooh. Ooh. But he had had more like yeah. political experience. Yeah. Um Taylor was like, Me? Hmm. <laughs> he was like, You want me? He was like, I don't really know what I'm doing. It seems like, like a mistake. Yeah. And Sarah um uh, Sarah, sorry. Margaret's like, it's definitely a mistake. And he's yeah. like, but then maybe I will do it. He's like, please, God, please, please God, dear please G- don't dear. do this to me. Well, this has been... Pardon me? A presidential... History. Podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> let's go have some milk and cherries. Yeah, let's. I would love to try some ice milk and cherries. I would love cherries. some ice milk and cherries. 